This is lifelong information. As long as you're going to be residing in the state of Michigan, this is good information no matter where you live. Welcome to the Real Estate in Michigan Audio Experience Podcast with your host and local real estate professional, Andrew McManaman. What's going on, everyone? Andrew McManaman here with Living in Michigan. And today I have a special guest so we can break down a little bit more about property taxes because that's always the biggest question. So today I have Christine Lucian, who is a Level 3 Michigan Advanced Assessing Officer and I, I'm just glad she was able to sit down with me and just go over what questions people actually have. So, Christine, thanks for joining me today. Absolutely. I, I just want to know, one, why you got into this and what exactly do you do, briefly? Um, I got into this when I was 16 in high school. I was in a lot of architectural classes and um, I did a co-op program in high school and I got into the assessing department in Shelby Township and I um, you know, went off to OU and they called me when I got out of college and I've been doing it now for 12 years. So you know, the rest is history. I, I've uh, enjoyed it all this time. And what we actually do is the state um, Michigan Department of Treasury and State Tax Commission, they hold us responsible for valuing all the property within a community. Um, and we deal with land divisions, land combinations, property exemptions for nonprofit, um, churches, you know, things like that. And we help, um, with people in poverty, um, try to afford their tax a little better. And we just, we wear a lot of hats. We've got to know zoning requirements, building requirements, and you know, you just have to be well-rounded and know a lot of things, but I enjoy it. Um, it's a fast-paced job. I'm always on the go. I have to know so many things and it keeps it interesting. And I'm always learning something new. Um, we're always getting new laws and things are always changing. So it really never gets boring, even though it may seem boring. It's really not. So. Well, it sounds like you have a full plate yes. every single day. Yes. So in terms of property taxes, like what's a common scenario that people are coming to you just ripping their hair out? So usually it happens the year after they purchase. If you guys had a closing in 2022, you're going to get a surprise on your summer bill in July. Um, we do send out an assessment notice in a couple weeks that's going to let you know ahead of time what your new values are going to be. And most communities will have an estimate of tax increase on there for you. But um, usually I get a call too late in the summer, let it, you know, after the bill goes out, that it went up thousands of dollars. So that's really tough for me because I always feel for the taxpayer when that happens. Um, but it's pretty common that people can't believe the increase um you know the old owner if they've lived there a long time mm -hmm. they their taxes could have been you know much lower than what the new the new owner is paying so having to explain all that and explain the laws to the taxpayer um, is something that i take really seriously and i you know want to help them as much as i can but the, the taxes go up after you purchase a property. It's just Michigan. Um, we, we had a law in 1994 called Proposal A that created that taxable value uncapping. That's what it's called, an uncapping, where your taxable value becomes equal to your assessed value. And your assessed value is half of market value. So the year after you close, those two figures will be the same, and long gone is the prior owner's tax rate. It's just mm -hmm. so. 
And I think that's what a lot of people don't understand when they're looking at that because I have, I have clients myself who are looking on Zillow, who are looking on listings and they're like, oh sweet, the taxes are going to be 1500 bucks and yeah. the owner bought it in 1945. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that happens a lot. Um, I've been, I get calls even really late into the year in November when the winter bill comes out. And I really feel for those people because they found out way late. Mm -hmm. um, and another thing that happens, it's it depends on the mortgage company, but I found that maybe 18 months after closing, then they get their mortgage sh escrow shortage letter in the mail. Mm -hmm. And then it's, you know, they call me up. Why are my taxes so high? Why is my mortgage going up 300 400 $500 a month? I can't afford this. This was not what I planned for financially. And I feel really bad for them. You know, I've purchased homes and what your what your affordability is at closing is what you expect to be throughout your ownership. And it's just not the case. So really excited to be able to tell people that, you know, about that and what's coming so they can be more prepared and maybe save a little extra money. Right. Yeah. And I think so transitioning into that, like when we're when we're talking knowing and just knowing the knowledge that, that these these buyers need to know yeah how does that work with these the assessment notice process what is that exactly and what should they pay attention so, to? so an assessment notice is an official state form that gets sent out to every property the end of february if you don't get it by march 1st i highly recommend you call the community and get another copy have them email it pick it up in person things get lost in the mail the reason I'm saying that is because it's time sensitive. Um, number one, it says this is not a tax bill on the top and naturally people either put it to the bottom of their mail pile or they throw it in the garbage. The problem with that is we have the comparison of your 2022 values and your 2023 values. It's showing you the difference between the two and most communities will have an estimate of tax increase or decrease on that notice as well. So it'll be able to tell you exactly an estimate of what you can expect from the prior owner. On top of that, it's going to reference, was there a transfer of ownership in the prior year or, or was there not? If there was, you can expect a bigger tax increase for sure. The most important thing on this notice is the bottom. It tells you the appeal information for the March Board of Review sessions. It tells you the dates, the times, the location, how to make an appointment. Um, a lot of places now will allow write-in appeals. You can write a letter if you don't want to go in person. You are required to provide evidence. The state of Michigan says the burden of proof is on the taxpayer to provide evidence to prove that the assessor has the value wrong. So keep an eye out for that notice. It's coming up the end of this month and don't ignore it and don't put it in the bottom of your pile because the meetings are gonna be taking place the week of March 13th. And if you think you have a fighting chance on getting your taxes lowered, you should definitely take advantage of it. New home buyers especially, because we're starting over with you this year with your starting taxable value. And this starting value is gonna affect you for the rest of your ownership. So the time is now for people who closed last year to appeal your value if you actually have you know a, a solid evidence to provide so and in terms of appealing i know you said you can write a letter you can go in person i mean would you say that if you really wanted to to 
to get it lowered or get, get the appeal process moving? Would you do that in person and just really get it done? Or do you think there's really much of a difference? Here's the thing. The Board of Review is a panel of three community residents. They, um, they're appointed by the local board and they are trained by the state of Michigan. So they're regular people. They're a mediator between an assessor and a taxpayer. They do not work for us. We cannot tell them what to do, what decisions to make. They are there for you to plead your case to. So honestly, I think in person is a bit better. The human connection is something that has not been as important as we have social media and the internet and just going to that board and letting them know you know this is the homework i've done this is what i believe sometimes i have people too if they have financial troubles you can explain your situation and it just comes across a little bit more genuine and personable when you're in front of that board um, doing your appeal so you can do a letter but I think the human connection um, goes further, and for that reason, I would recommend an in-person appeal. And I almost feel like it transitions into our, our last point, so I can just bring that up a little bit just because I know we, we talked about this a little bit about how people, that, that connection is not there between the yeah. offices and homeowners, and there's just yeah. this disconnect here. So just realizing that you're people, you're an actual person. Yeah. Um, yes, I'm a real person. I have a family, <laughs> um, friends, and a life, and all the other assessors are as well. Um, we're a bit misunderstood, and that's kind of why I'm here today, is to end the negative stigma around what we do. We are um, regular people, we own homes. I've personally had my taxes go up thousands of dollars with both of my home purchases. The only difference is I was ready for it. It's mm -hmm. something I do every day. So, um, you know, we're just regular people. We have to abide by all the same laws that you have to. And we're here for to help you. You know, if you call and you're kind and you're genuinely wanting help, you know, we're happy to go into depth and answer all the questions so you're comfortable. Um, don't be scared to call your community because I think that is a problem. Um, you know, be the squeaky wheel, get your questions answered. You're a taxpayer. You need to feel good about the money you're putting out that you're, you know, that you're, you're required to. Yeah, and I think just that, that disconnect like I talk about, because I see it too, because I always recommend clients of mine to go to those offices because most times if you go in there and say, hey, I'm, I'm new to the area, I'm buying a home here, they just give you this bucket full of resources saying like yeah. here's some places near me like it really gives you some insight on the areas you're moving to yeah and people just don't don't do it yeah um you know and for out-of-state people it could probably be much more overwhelming coming into a community that you're not accustomed to so definitely talk to people that you know work there and that brings me back to homesteading versus non-homesteading um I'm not sure if that was something that you know you've been dealing with with your customers. Yeah, so that that's definitely that I, I've made so many videos about property taxes, yeah. non-homesteading. What's this zero mean? Why is it a hundred? Yeah. I mean, what it means even for rentals versus owning. Mm -hmm. So I mean, you could you could touch in on your perspective on what homesteading versus non-homesteading is, and 
the effects. Really. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different things that go into it. Like, for instance, duplexes. If you live in one unit and you rent out the other, you're eligible for a 50% in, in most cases. Um, rentals are obviously a 0%. You're paying 18 mils of school operating. That's the max tax savings in some communities in southern Macomb County. The tax savings is much smaller for rentals versus non-rentals. But you get one Michigan residence in the state and um, it, I, I haven't done an official percentage, but if I had to make a professional guess, I would say homesteading a property saves you about 40% on tax and it's pretty significant. I've seen it cut, cut people's bills in half. Um, so people coming from out of state need to be careful. Um, the form is asking questions about if you own property in, in another state, have you ever filed a tax return as a non-resident of Michigan? And how you answer those questions is going to determine your eligibility moving forward. So um, Homestead is a great tool if you genuinely live in a property as your one and only primary residence. So Okay. So I, if I'm a buyer, let's just say, if I'm an out-of-state buyer who doesn't know anything about Michigan and I'm looking at a listing and I want to buy this $250,000 house or whatever, and it has the taxes on there, how would I go about calculating that, like, briefly? Like, if you had Would it be a primary residence yeah, or rental? primary. So, if you're looking at buying a property, I highly recommend you call the assessing department in any community that you're going in, and you say, hi, how are you? If I buy this property, what will my taxes be next year? There are so many instances where I wish people would do that, because in these uh, real estate transactions, we're the last person to know that your client was even interested in this property. You've got mortgage lenders, you know, title companies, realtors, inspectors, all these people know that this client, this person wants this house, mm -hmm. and I'm the last to find out. I find out when the deal's done. You guys have done the closing. And at that point, I can't give, I can give you that information, but it's not helping you to make an informed decision as it would if you called me before. Another thing is call the community, talk to the building department. Are there any outstanding um, permits? Talk to the code enforcement. Are there any violations that need to be taken care of? Treasury, are there any delinquent taxes? Assessor, what are the taxes gonna be? You know, so communicating with the community before you close is mm -hmm. preferable. But just ask us, you know, how how can I calculate my taxes? What are they going to be after I buy it? And we're happy to calculate that for you. Do they ever give like a, a way to calculate it yourself, or do they typically just kind of give you give you a number? So the kind of person I am, I would I give out formulas because okay. I want people to be informed. I you know our formulas are the same no matter what community you live in in the state. It's taking the taxable value and multiplying it by your local millage rate. That's that's the formula. Mm -hmm. um, the difference where it's a little harder for people who don't do this every day is which number am I using? Now, I recommend using the assessed value. So even if the taxable value is much lower than the assessed value, that means you haven't closed yet and the new calendar hasn't calendar year has not arrived yet. So it's always safe to use the assessed value. Um, and if you really want a high estimate so you know you can afford it for sure, use your sale price. Divide your sale price in half, multiply it by your millage rate. Every community has multiple millage rates. You know, I have communities I work in that have four school districts. 
they all have different millage rates. And they all have a millage rate for homestead and non-homestead. So make sure that if you are gonna do that formula by yourself, get the right rate for your district and for homestead versus non-homestead. I know that's a lot of information for people, but it really just pause this, rewind it, yeah. and just listen to it and break it down because I think property taxes is so, so, so crucial for affordability. It is. And I'm an open book. You know, anytime somebody needs help with a calculation or anything like that, I'm happy to help. It really, for me, it's really simple. It's black and white on how we do it. Mm -hmm. But for somebody who doesn't do it every day, it's very overwhelming. I don't know how to change a tire. So when I have people come to my counter and they're apologetic to me for not understanding me or not knowing, I'm always super kind and I say, oh, you're fine. You're a nurse. I don't know anything about medical right. and I would hope that if I came to your job that you wouldn't make me feel inferior or bad if I don't know anything about that so I don't expect you guys to know everything about this um, so I'm happy to help and it's not a bother at all just off the whim here for people who just don't really know anything about property taxes what would be the number one piece of advice you have for them oh I just really feel for people who go through an uncapping. So if you are planning on buying a property, I don't care if you call me five times in a week with five different properties, find out an estimate of tax or at least do that calculation formula with your sale price and the millage rate um, because taxes are different in every community. The millage rates are what determine your taxes. The value is determined by the market. So. You know, you could have a $50,000 two-acre lot in one community versus another, and the taxes could be thousands of dollars difference. The millage rates are key. Um, some communities like, you know, Clinton Township, Warren, down there, their millage rates are a lot higher than like northern Macomb County. Obviously, that comes with, you know, all the things you're paying for. Mm -hmm. So, um, just do your homework. Be an informed buyer. And I think that you'll have a lighter heart and be, you know, not as surprised. Mm -hmm. So. And for people who have questions about all this stuff, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Instagram, the Michigan Assessor, or the MI Assessor at gmail.com. And I'm happy to answer anything. I just, the reason I'm here is because I've been doing this for 12 years and the amount of people that I have had in front of me or on the phone that are just simply uninformed, um, it's you know overwhelming how much they don't know mm -hmm. and how much they could know. And this is lifelong information. As long as you're gonna be residing in the state of Michigan, this is good information no matter where you live, whether you buy a house in Mackinac Island or you're in Grand Rapids, it's the same information. So. It's good for everybody to know. Thank you as always for listening to my podcast. If you would follow, subscribe, and leave a five-star review on the platform you listen to this on, I would greatly appreciate it. Stay tuned for the next episode.